This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Adam Staczynski. Coming up on this week's show, we take an in-depth look at the Chicago Debates program, which is getting set to launch a new debate tournament for Chicago Public Schools kids. For 25 years, Chicago Debates has been bridging the opportunity gap for Chicago Public Schools students by providing them with an after-school program. I spoke about the program and some of its upcoming events with Dr. Toynette Gunn, who's the executive director of Chicago Debates. Dr. Gunn, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. How are you doing today? I am very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Really appreciate your time. So let's start here. I I want to ask you first off, what is Chicago Debates and its mission? Yes, so we get that question all the time because everyone isn't familiar with our name. So uh, before I talk about what we do, I always like to start with why our mission is important and why our work is so desperately needed here in Chicago. Okay, go. Since why, yeah, since why is often the context needed to motivate others to action, we like to start with the why and why we exist. So similar to other urban communities, Chicago public school students, just because of where they live, have limited access and opportunities, um, fewer than their suburban and wealthier counterparts. This, what we call educational opportunity gap, limits not only their academic potential, but their career and overall potential in life. Now, we all know that standardized tests are not the only possible indicator to college success. But only 38% of Chicago public school juniors meet or exceed the SAT college readiness benchmark, thus contributing to a lower college enrollment rate and lower graduation rates. There are recent projections about Chicago public school students and their expected graduation rates from college by the age of 25, um, that number being 21%. And it drops to 19% for black females. And when you talk about black males, it drops to 10%. Wow. So, yes, very disheartening. Um, and, you know, certainly if there is no other reason to be called into action to do something about it, kind of those things, you know, jump out. When we look at um, options, Chicago Debates offers a solution to those challenges just mentioned. And not the solution, we're offering a solution among many others in tackling, you know, these very multidimensional and complex societal ills. And that solution that we offer is the activity of debate. 
For 25 years, we have been bridging the educational opportunity gap for Chicago Public School students by providing them with an after-school program that supports their academic, career, and leadership success. We have published research on our program that debate promotes students' school civic and social engagement. Participation in debate leads to improved GPAs and increased ACT scores. Um, our study also found that debaters are three times less likely to drop out of high school and 80% more likely to graduate from college. So that's a lot, but that is kind of who we are, why we exist, and what we do in a nutshell. Great. So about how many participants does Chicago Debates have, I I guess, yearly? Yeah. So this year, though virtual, we have served nearly a thousand students from over 70 schools across the Chicago Public School District. Pre-COVID, that number was around um, just north of 1,700 students across Mm. more than 90 schools. Now, as we begin to move back into more in-person activities, we look forward to getting back to those pre-COVID numbers and really even expanding to serve upwards of 3,000 students by 2027. Um, To share some demographics about our students, 81% of them identified as uh, students of color. And 72% of our debaters uh, attend high poverty schools. And so our program is very mission focused on providing access and opportunity where the need is the greatest. And Title I students are where student performance metrics fare the worst. Since you mentioned COVID there, it's something that comes up seemingly every aspect of our lives the last couple of years. So how did Chicago debates adjust when the pandemic hit and and how have you been operating for the last couple of years? Yeah, we had to get in line like everyone else and, you know, figure out how to do what we have been doing for 20 some odd years in person to do that virtually. And really almost overnight, we had to figure that out. And so um, we had to quickly pivot and use technology to really innovate and engineer some solutions to how we can continue to bring this, especially during COVID. Like students just did not have access to other extracurricular activities. And so Mm -hmm. this became even more important for students to give them an outlet to offer some sense of normalcy. And so we took in-person debate and, you know, took it to Zoom, took it to um, Google, and we figured it out. And we have been operating in that vein for the last two years. And Mm -hmm. so our last in-person tournament was in February of 2022. I'm sorry, of 2020. Oh, wow. So is the the plan now this, as we get towards, you know, the, the spring and the summer here and you guys start to have more events, is the plan to start being back in person? That is correct. We have a big event scheduled this week on Thursday um, called Public Forum Live. And it is, um, you know, one of the first things that we're doing back in person. And some of our students will showcase this activity of debate to be able to um, really use this as a recruitment tool. Um, We're hosting this event at Crane Medical Prep, and it will bring students from three local Chicago high schools, 
to engage in a very robust debate on access to quality health care in the city of Chicago, Mm. specifically on the question of should Chicago establish more safety net hospitals to improve health care conditions in inner city communities. And so um, this does begin kind of a return to some of our in-person activities, and we're really excited about it. What is a safety net hospital? It's a good question, and it's um, the the way I am describing this topic for people to best understand it is it's the other side of the coin of the public education kind of private education or wealthier school district education conversation, right? So mm-hmm. I started this speaking about that um, you know bridging that that gap that exists for our students just because of where they live. They're not. Um, you know, they don't have the same access to the best quality education at all times uh, because there's less funding in their communities. Um, we know all the walls connected to that. It's the flip side of that on the health side. And so these safety net hospitals are very much like the equivalent of our Chicago public schools, and they're not getting the level of funding that may be needed to provide the best level of care. And so the question that they're going to be debating is, do we want more of those mm-hmm. kinds of places, or, or should inner-city communities have um, you know, better access to more quality um, hospitals and centers to be able to address their needs? And so it's the same debate, just on a different topic. Mm-hmm. I'm curious when you, when you, how would you, first of all, how you go about choosing these topics? Like obviously this, you know, the, the issue of safety net, safety net hospitals sounds like a, a, a pretty important thing to, to discuss and debate. So how do you go about choosing that in other topics? Yeah, so um, this is our first year rolling out this um, a full season of this format of debate called Public Forum. It's a, a different, um, a little bit of a different structure from our what we call policy debate structure, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. Okay. But Public Forum is really a format that is a bit more flexible. Um, we're a- what we're able to do with it is, is to engage different students because we're able to pick these topics ourselves, and we kind of change the topic up every month or every couple of months, and we can make it very relevant to the things that they're experiencing in their everyday lives. And so um, the structure is a bit more relaxed. Um, doesn't mean that they're not getting the same you know, impact of any other format of debate, but it's not in as rigorous of a format and lengthy of a format as policy debate. And so um, as we, you know, look at something like this event that we're doing on the 12th, we selected this topic specifically because it is a hot topic here in the city. It is relevant for our students and in their communities. And it is something that is helping them to, you know, increase their knowledge about one, healthcare and their access to healthcare and their rights, but also what it means to their community. So again, at the end of the day, students are then walking away with this knowledge and information, and they're more empowered to, one, be engaged in what's happening in their communities, mm-hmm. but very positioned to be able to advocate for change um, as they you know, develop all of this knowledge on the topic. Now, that's how topics are selected for, for public forum. On the policy side, it's a, as I said, much more structured uh, mm-hmm. format, 
it is selected nationally. There is a National Federation of State High School Associations that runs a selection process every year. Those topics are voted on from delegates across the states. And so um, it's narrowed down, you know, a few times before they land on the topic. And then they have this one topic that they debate on for the entire uh, year. So our students participate in policy debate from uh, October through March or April. And so they're debating the same topic, but when you think about the layers of a topic, mm-hmm. they get really, really deep. And what I end up saying about them is they are little subject matter experts <laughs> at the end of the debate season. And so um, you won't be able to win an argument at all with them about <laughs> these topics when the season is done because they are well researched, well read, they know what they're talking about. And, um, you know, that's a a bit different than how we approach public forum. We're speaking with Dr. Toinette Gunn. She's executive director of Chicago Debates. You're listening to Score Values on 670 The Score. And Dr. Gunn, can you give us some other examples of topics you have used in the past that will be coming up in the future? Yeah, sure. So the um, the policy debate topic usually alternates between like a domestic topic and an international topic. And so this year it's more domestic. They were focused on um, water resources for uh, the states, for the United States and the, and the United States government. What should or shouldn't they do in terms of investing more resources um, and, and funding in our, you know, protection of water? That was the topic this year. The year before, they were debating um, an international topic on the sale of arms to foreign countries. And so um, we've had topics on education. We've had a criminal justice topic. And so um, those are on a larger scale really focused on policy and shifting things on the policy level to address those, those issues. On the public forum side, We've done some things. Uh, this is new to us, so this is our really our first full year of rolling out public forum. But in our pilot season, um, we looked at uh, we did something fun and just kind of had a, a public forum debate on whether um, the Chicago Bears leaving Chicago or staying in Chicago is a good is a good thing, right? And so the yeah. students got to kind of dig their teeth into that, but we're <laughs> able to really look at topics that are relevant and what's happening in the city at the time to have students really dig into it and, and learn more about it. That's that's phenomenal. Obviously, the the, the soldier field debate is something that we have here on the on on six seventy the score all the time. So, uh, I'm I'm also curious now. You know, you mentioned how the the events and the programs you have you know typically from say October to March but you also have these summer initiatives and I believe one was called the Chicago Debate Summer Institute that's happening this summer can you tell me about that and any other summer programs Absolutely. And so our public forum season is just kicking off. And so this will run through June and it is only for Chicago public school students. Um, However, as you just mentioned, Chicago Debate Summer Institute is our summer camp that we do every year. And that is open to any student. Normally it's in Chicago land, but Mm -hmm. because we have a virtual component of that, really any student across the country could participate in that if they chose. And so 
We're offering that. It's a three-week summer camp, um, which will run from July 25th through August the 12th. And we have three options or three camps in one offering. Uh, We have a virtual one-week speech camp. We have a virtual two-week debate camp. And then we have an in-person two-week debate camp. The speech camp is the only one that runs at a separate time from the debate camps. But the two debate camps, you couldn't do them both at the same time because they will be running concurrently. And so um, they overlap, but a student could choose whether they want to do our debate camp this summer virtually or in person. So how do students get, how do students get involved? Yeah, so if a student is interested in having a debate team at their school, as you heard me say earlier, we are in over 70 schools, but you know Chicago Public Schools has many more schools than Mm -hmm. that. So there are a number of schools where we're not offering a debate program. And so if a student is interested in having a debate program at their school and they don't currently have one, they should reach out to us to inquire about starting that process, and we can talk with them and the administrators at their school about that. Um, If students are interested in getting involved in our debate camp, then um, they just need to go on our website. Um, We have launched registration for that, and so they will be able to go on there and register for the the camps and select which option works best for them. And that's uh, chicagodebates.org. Is there any kind of fee that goes along with joining, or is this free for students? Um, it is a very low cost for Title I Chicago Public School students, but there are fees associated for other students. And so all of that is laid out there on uh, our website, um, but very affordable option for um, Title I Chicago Public School students. We're speaking with Dr. Toynette Gunn. She's executive director of Chicago Debates here on Score Values on 670 The Score. Dr. Gunn, how about as far as, as volunteers? If someone wants to volunteer with Chicago Debates, how do they get involved? Yeah, so there are so many ways um, that people can get involved with us. They can volunteer to support our tournament operations. We always are looking for judges to help, you know, um, judge the tournament so that students are able to compete um, and show off their skills that they are learning through debate. And so if someone's interested in that, they can um, volunteer in that way. Uh, Board membership is something that is often an opportunity and available. We have both a governing board and an associate board, which is kind of like a young professional board. And so people can volunteer to be a part of that. Um, They can attend our events. If, um, you know, on our website, we have, you know, our upcoming things that are happening across the organization. And so if they're interested in attending an event, they can do that. We have um, an associate board. Uh, Our young professional associate board is sponsoring a um, summer type event, gala type event on June 23rd, which is always a lot of fun. And October 27th of this year, we are hosting our first ever gala, and that's in celebration of our 25-year anniversary. And so um, people can get involved and attend that gala. Information will be on our website about that very soon. Um, Of course, folks can donate, right? We Mm -hmm. cannot continue to do this, you know, work and offer this remarkable and transformative activity um, to more students without the funding to do so. Um, And I would say the easiest thing that people can do to get involved is really just spread the word and issue like a call to action. Um, Tell other people about us and the work that we're doing. Encourage them to get involved. I think that's the most simple thing that people can do. Uh, Since you mentioned this too about about donations, 
where can people make donations to the Chicago Debates? Sure. Um, they can go to our, our website at www.chicagodebates.org, or they can text SHY Debates to 243725. Um, either of those options will get them to our donate um, uh, platform to be able to make a donation. And are donations your primary form of funding? Do you Does Chicago Debates do fundraisers throughout the year? I'm curious about that. Yes, we have a combination of all of the above. And so in order to be able to, you know, raise the money that we raise to support the students, we have to fundraise, we have to um, appeal to folks to, to donate. Um, we have grants that we, you know, apply for and are lucky to get. And we have corporate funding that comes in um, from time to time as well. And so we have a mixture of ways that revenue comes in to support the organizations, but donations from individuals is a big part of that. And just one final thing I, I'm curious about, is is this Chicago debate specifically for high school students? Is is there a junior high component for any, anyone younger, or is this specifically aimed at high schoolers? Yes, we support students from sixth grade through 12th grade. And so students between those age ranges can get involved in um, debate. Um, again, if it's already at their school, they can just join that team. If not, we can certainly look at helping to bring a, a team to their school. Um, but yes, middle school and high school both. Great. So, Dr. Gunn, that's all that I have to ask you. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or you wanted to add? I do want to add one last thing and really speak to the, the skills that if anyone is not clear on the skills that debate helps young people um, to, to develop and, and cultivate and, and why it would be very, um, you know, um, impactful to have students participate in this activity, um, debate, debate really does cultivate critical academic, social, emotional, career, leadership, and life skills. When we look at the actual skills, there are tons of them, but I'll, I'll name a few. Critical thinking, data synthesis, writing, empathy, listening, communication, and relationship building, um, collaboration and teamwork, creativity, self-confidence and advocacy. And as I, I mentioned earlier, it really does promote civic engagement and community awareness. And so those are just a few of the, of the, um, the skills that are developed by students or cultivated through this activity. And what you'll hear from students and the way that debate is transformative is they talk all the time about the way it changes um, their views of the world and people and how they interact with people, um, but also it builds a, a sense of community and, and belonging. And so they find community amongst their teammates, their um, their colleagues, and those are our relationships that they develop and continue for many years to come. And so if parents are wondering, like, you know, what does my child get from this? Or even students were, you know, wondering you know, what's the benefit of me getting involved in something like this? It's really important that they understand it really does cultivate a lot of critical life skills that are going to help students to be successful in their academic careers and uh, in life, period. 
that's that's great. I'm glad that you 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 brought that up, and you did mention when we were when we were starting about how your participants are much more likely to just graduate high school. Do you see participants? Do you do you keep in touch with participants? I guess I know you have a lot of them, but do you see, what successes do you see for them after high school? Yeah, so um, many of our students, overwhelming majority of them go on to college. um, And so um, that is pretty typical. Um, And what I tell people about debaters is um, there is, I think, a a connection to um, debaters and litigation. So the law field, but our debaters end up in every industry across every sector, every Mm -hmm. business. Um, And so it isn't a debaters only do this or only do that. Um, The skills that I mentioned that they develop, they can be useful in any industry from nonprofit to entrepreneurs to anything else. And our our, uh, alum actually land in, you know, those careers and they find success. I mean, I think one of our um, most proud um, alum of our program, um, one of our very early early students in our program is Sharon Mitchell, the Cook County uh, public defender. And so, you know, he talks a lot about how debate transformed his life and, you know, is very instrumental in him getting to be where he is today and the person that he is today. But if we take it even on a higher scale, we have recently seen all of the um, news around um, Supreme Court nominee, um, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, and her tribute to, you know, debate and debate being very instrumental in her journey and getting her to where she is at this point as well. Now, she's not an alum of our program, mm-hmm. but she is an alum of some other urban debate uh, program. And so it really is a testament to um you know, what debate can do and the impact that it has. And there are just a couple of examples. We have literally had over 20,000 students um, to come through our program in the last 25 years. And so debaters are everywhere. If you just start asking the question, um, you'll be surprised at how many folks you come across that are former debaters. Thank you so much, Dr. Gunn. This is so much great information. And I I believe we, we touched on anything. Was there anything else? I think that is it. Thank you so much for having me um, on to speak about our program. Um, I am always very honored to be able to share about the amazing students and the work that we're doing to support them. Of course. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a great one. And that was Dr. Toynette Gunn, Executive Director of Chicago Debates. Again, Chicago Debates event coming up this Thursday, May 12th is from 12 to 1 p.m. taking place at Crane Medical Prep High School featuring the conversation about should Chicago establish more safety net hospitals to improve health care conditions in inner city communities. You're listening to Score Values on 670 The Score. Another event happening this week in Chicago is ultramarathoner Greg Nance running through the city on May 12th. This is part of Nance's 3,071-mile, two-month journey, which began on April 25th in Long Island, New York. He's running to catalyze a nationwide movement for youth mental health. In fact, he's running across 14 states in 65 days and consuming 7,500 to 8,000 calories each day as a detailed nutrition plan, which is keeping him fueled. And I can tell you as someone that has run multiple regular marathons, 
That is a crazy concept. So Nance is holding a community-wide meetup in Chicago from 4 to 7 p.m. this Thursday, May 12th at North Avenue Beach. And he will be discussing grants available to Chicago organizations through the Run Far Foundation, which Nance founded. Run Far Foundation funds youth-led volunteer projects in all 50 states, including Washington, D.C. It helps youth people find purpose, have fun, and stay healthy. Nance has been inspired by his personal journey of depression and substance abuse from ages 16 to 23. As he runs across America, he's connecting with young people, parents, teachers, and community leaders. Run Far grants enable youth ages 13 to 23 to lead and fund their own projects, such as roadside litter cleanup, fun run, art walk, hiking exertion, group yoga, or meditation circles. They also help launch mentoring programs, grow community gardens, and even paint murals. Again, this is happening Thursday, May 12th at North Ave Beach, particularly the grassy area near Castaways at 1603 North Lakeshore Drive from 4 to 7 p.m. Again, that's Greg Lance, an ultramarathoner who's running 3,071 miles across the country. And that's it for this week's edition of Score Values on 670 to Score. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of the show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Adam Staczynski, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 the Score. I'm Listening Daily. You are not alone. During these challenging times, listening is fundamental to promoting understanding and healing. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Daniel Amen on the importance of mental hygiene. Mental hygiene is just as important as washing your hands. We need to disinfect our thoughts and be more disciplined than ever about brain health. My routine starts with sleep really making sleep a priority. And then when I wake up in the morning, I say to myself every day, today is going to be a great day because then my mind will find why it's going to be a great day. And that one little three second exercise can dramatically change the health of your brain, which then improves the health of your mind. Talk has the power to save lives and you are not alone. Find out more at imlistening.org. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.